and a small table sat on a puncheon floor. Sinkler wondered if these apple knockers had heard they were supposed to be getting a new deal. You can use a whale, the girl said when she returned, but he said you need to forget one of them pails here next time you come asking for water. Worth it, he figured, even if Vickery took the money out of Sinkler's own pocket, especially with no sign up ahead of another farmhouse. It would be a half dollar at most, easily made up with one slick deal in a poker game. He nodded and went to the well, sent the rusty bucket down into the dark. The girl went up on the porch, but didn't go inside. What you in prison for? Thinking a bank manager wouldn't notice his teller slipping a few bills in his pocket? Whereabouts? Raleigh. I ain't never been past Asheville, the girl said. How long you in for? Five years. I've done sixteen months. Sinkler raised the bucket, water leaking from the bottom as he transferred its contents. The girl stayed on the porch, making sure that all he took was water. You lived here long? Me and Chet been here a year, the girl said. I grew up across the ridge yonder. You two live alone, do you? We do, the girl said, but there's a rifle just inside the door, and I know how to beat it. I'm sure you do, Sinkler said. You mind telling me your name, just so I'll know what to call you? Lucy Sorrels. He waited to see if she'd ask his. Mine's Sinkler, he said when she didn't. He filled the second bucket, but made no move to leave, instead looking around at the trees and mountains, as if just noticing them. Then he smiled and gave a slight nod. Must get lonely, being out so far from everything, Sinkler said. At least I would think so. And I'd think them men to be getting thirsty, Lucy Sorrels said. Probably, he agreed surprised at her smarts and turning his words back on him. But I'll return soon to brighten your day. When you planning to leave one of them pails? she asked. Last trip before quitting time. She nodded and went into the shack. The rope broke, he told Vickery, as the prisoners piled into the truck at quitting time. The guard looked not so much skeptical as aggrieved that Sinkler thought him fool enough to believe it. Vickery answered that if Sinkler thought he'd lightened his load, he was mistaken. It'd be easy enough to find another bucket, maybe one that could hold an extra gallon. Sinkler shrugged and lifted himself into the cage truck, found a place on the metal bench among the sweating convicts. He'd won over the other guards with cigarettes and small loans, that and his mush talk but not Vickery, who'd argued that making Sinkler a trustee would only give him a head start when he tried to escape. The bull guard was right about that. Sinkler had more than fifty dollars in poker winnings now, plenty enough cash to get him across the Mississippi and finally shed himself of the whole damn region. He'd grown up in Montgomery, but when the law got too interested in his comings and goings, he'd gone north to Knoxville and then west to Memphis, before recrossing Tennessee on his way to Raleigh. 
Sinkler's talents had led him to establishments where his sleight of hand needed no deck of cards. With a decent suit, clean fingernails, and buffed shoes, he'd walk into a business and be greeted as a solid citizen. Tell a story about being in town because of an ailing mother, and you were the cat's pajamas. They'd take the help-wanted sign out of the window and pretty much replace it with help yourself. Sinkler remembered the afternoon in Memphis, when he had stood by the river after grifting a clothing store of forty dollars in two months. Keep heading west or turn back east, that was a choice. He'd flipped a silver dollar to decide, a rare moment when he'd trusted his life purely to luck. This time he'd cross the river, start in Kansas City or St. Louis. He'd work the stores and cafes and newsstands and anywhere else with a till or a cash register. Except for a bank. Crooked as bankers were, Sinkler should have realized how quickly they'd...